This is one of the most fascinating stories I have ever heard. And to be able to talk to Sam Collier about what happened on the Steve Harvey program is, uh, is really a remarkable thing. And then to uh, talk to him about the book that he wrote that came out of that. Uh, Sam Collier is a pastor, minister, uh, thought provoker, if you will, influencer. And uh, it's great to have Sam Collier on uh, Brave Men today. Uh, Chris Shields is with me. I'm Paul Lewis Cole. And Chris is with me. And Chris, this is an amazing story that you and I had seen, uh, thought, man, how could we get a hold of him? Yes. And then we did. We well did. done, producer Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a fascinating conversation. It happened on the Steve Harvey show. Yes. Yes. And right? I mean, his book, a greater story, mm-hmm. you know, is what attracted me. The title. I was like, a greater story. Okay, let's see how great this yeah. story really is. Yeah. And then I started reading Stunning. some of it, and I was yeah. just like, no, this is beyond a greater yeah. story. This is story of rejection and redemption. Yes. And um, and then all the things in between. And 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 here's Sam, who um, and this has to do with adoption. Yeah. He's an adoption advocate. Uh, he, he speaks into it, but then what happened out of this is they actually found her birth mother. Yes. This is a crazy Amazing. story because it happened in front of the world. Yes, literally. Right? Yeah. But he's been a teaching pastor for Andy Stanley. Uh, he was uh, he, basically his growing up was, was at Ebenezer Baptist Church. Yeah. Right there in Atlanta. Yes. Which, which was uh, Martin Luther King Sr. Yes. And it's where MLK Jr., grew up and then of course he went to Birmingham yes and pastored there but um, it's a fascinating story of him ending up you know as a on on the staff of a church not really expecting to become a pastor it wasn't his first thrust and no then, uh, and then he's worked with Andy Stanley he's worked with some of the most amazing men yes Reggie Joyner as well yeah. man it's just phenomenal and I mean you just can't stop but seeing the intentionality of God all written in this yeah. story. Yeah, you know, it's like every step that this man has taken has been on you purpose know, this for is, a purpose. This is a great way to finish uh, 2020. Yes. A story of redemption. Exactly. Right? Great way to finish, great way to launch into, uh, because really what's propelled him are his dreams. We yes. talk about these things. And it's what we begin to really launch into with the dreams of Joseph. Yes. How to be... Uh, enduring, how to have tenacity and endurance, the power of potential, which yes. is what we start doing on Monday Night Men coming up in a couple of weeks on, on January the 11th. Yes. And you know what's great about that is then nine days after that, you celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, actually, the funny thing is it actually lands on my birthday this year. We're celebrating Martin Luther King Day I, on I'm my so birthday. so glad we know January that. 18th. If you didn't know, now you know. Now we know. <laughs> Well, you know, so so Sam Collier is uh, and now, you know, since we did the interview, which is a few weeks ago, and now in this little interim, he's gone uh, in partnership with a close friend of ours, Brian and Bobby Houston. Yes. And uh, lead pastor of Hillsong Atlanta. Uh, so a great way to finish the year. And as I mentioned, and we'll talk about it more about launching the power of potential. Everything yes. in life has potential for negative or positive. And it's what we do with it and the path we take. And this yes. is what happened. This is such a great picture of what happened in Sam's life. And uh, you're going to meet today uh, a remarkable man, uh, Sam Collier, who wrote a book called uh, A Greater Story. And it's a, it's a picture of rejection and redemption and renewal. And uh, today on Brave Men. 
It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. I'm talking with Sam Collier, who uh, is from Atlanta, wrote a book called A Great Story, one of the leading voices at North Point, and you've been featured in all sorts of leadership conferences. And uh, Sam, this new book's coming out, and it, and it deals with, you know, your abandonment, your renewal, your life. You know, we always look at, I mean, I love the way your publicists will write stuff. And, I, <laughs> and, and on the Amazon, because it's in pre-release right now, on Amazon it says, an inspiring story. Right. And I thought, yeah, but the dude had to live this story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not... You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's inspiring, but man, you had to live it. It's in, Look, it's inspiring and it's messy, right? Like, it's filled with challenges that you, you got to overcome. So, yeah, I mean, in the end, it's been inspiring. But <laughs> yeah, That's but exactly right. Dude, I'm telling you, man, when Ezekiel's in that cave saying, God, you might as well kill me, it's a great story for us to learn from, but he was actually in that cave. Right. He was in that cave. <laughs> yeah, he was actually in there, man. So you've been you've been alongside amazing uh, men, and yet there was this thing in your in your heart and your life. You got a twin sister, and so yeah. the story of a greater story actually predicates itself uh, of all places. Uh, starts on the Steve Harvey show. I found yeah. that fascinating. Yeah. Uh, of course, we all want to know what's what's behind Steve, but. But the thing is, is that there you are, and uh, tell me what happened and, and where this started, and then we'll kind of get into this journey. Sam Collier, and the book is a greater story. Man, first of all, I just want to say, Paul, you're amazing, and uh, everything that you're doing is just insane. You know, I, I always say, and then I'm, I'm definitely going to get to the point, <laughs> but I, I got to talk about you for a second. I always say, you know, that there are more people doing big things that we don't know about in certain sectors, depending on where you are, yeah. you know, you either know all about them or you're like, or you discover them and you're like, wait, you've got this whole world, you know, that God has built and created yeah. through you. And this was, I mean, this was what you're doing. I mean, it popped up. I said, what, how did I not know about this? But you see, know, that's, but that's a God thing, isn't it? Isn't that yeah. God? And isn't that what, how we're supposed to live? Yeah. You know, in the sense of it's not it's not more about me; it's more about him. One hundred percent, man. And, well, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, yeah. So this is what happened in your life. You know, tell me about Steve Harvey show and you and your twin sister. Yeah, man. So, man, six years ago, and um, by the time this comes out, the episode would have aired a new one. I just had a new one as we we're taping this. I was with Steve Harvey yesterday on Zoom. Really? You know, yeah. We did. Obviously, we're in the middle of. Uh, with some, you know, quarantine, COVID-19, um, as we're doing this. Um, but with, so we have to do it on Zoom. And yeah. so, yeah, I was on a Zoom call with him and uh, we were kind of recounting the story wow. um, as kind of a Mother's Day edition, and which actually wow. was the day that the episode happened six years ago. And uh, long story short, my dad adopted that. You know, he called and convinced my sister to write into the Steve Harvey show. Um, that one day maybe we would meet our biological family. It was his idea. So we're talking about fatherhood. Wow. It was his idea. Um, this is your adoptive father. This. Yeah, my adoptive father. Who is and, your dad? Uh, yeah, my, I mean my dad. Yeah, I just yeah. I just say it for context. But no, that's that is sure. dad. If there's a dad, there's that's him. You your know dad. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, yeah. 
Um, I, I usually clarify because people get confused. They're like, wait, are you talking about your biological dad? You know, it's my dad, but, you know, he sits in this seat. Um, it was his idea, man. And wow. uh, he said, and I'll be honest, he said the Lord told him mm. that Steve Harvey was going to help us find our parents. No, and I thought he had on. lost his mind. Uh, that's what he said. I thought he had lost his mind. And, I, you know, I told you he had a barbershop down on Auburn Avenue. Yeah. So, you know, when you're in the barbershop, all you do, you cut hair and you watch TV and you talk trash. You know what I'm saying? That, I mean, that's, that's what you do. So every day he's cutting hair, talking trash and watching Steve, the Steve Harvey show. And he says, as he is cutting hair one day, the Lord tells him wow. that Steve Harvey's going to do this. Wow. So he tells me, I thought he's lost his mind. He convinces my sister to write into the show. I'm like, that's not happening. A year goes by and um, they, they call us on a Monday at 3 p.m. And the reason I found out they called is because my sister called me. She's, she's I'm going to use the word, she's, she's pissed. She's upset. You know what I'm saying? She's like, what in the world? And she calls me. She's like, the Steve Harvey show is going to call you. Bye. <laughs> You know, she hangs up the phone and um, I click over and it's the show and they say, we think we can help you find your parents. Do you want to wow. do it? You know, I said, well, let me call you back. And I asked my sister because I said, you know, Sarah, you know, whether we do it or not, I'm, I'm fine. It's up to you because I knew that it was going to be a little bit more difficult for her. And so she said, well, I mean, we should probably do it. And we did it. And um, we got up there and they said, we're so sorry we haven't found anyone. Um, and we said, okay, they said, but we want to bring you on the show to make a plea that maybe, you know, maybe your mom would pop up or maybe they would show up. So they and thought so they maybe they on. were going to do this cool sort of, as, as Steve Harvey does some really cool stuff, but it, it'd be this moment where you'd be introduced, be live on camera and they couldn't yeah. find her. Okay. Yeah. And they said, we, we, we can't find anybody. So we got on the show and then they went to commercial break. He comes back after the break. He says, we're just kidding. Your mother's actually here. No. And Eleanor, come on out. And our mother walks out. And so we meet her for the first time on national television after 25 years. Goodness. <laughs> so that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. But, but where are you in the middle of all this, man? I mean, where, where's your heart and spirit and what's happening inside of you? Yeah, man. It's... Um, and, you know, I tried to, I wrestle with this a little bit in, in, the, in the book for sure. Um, right. And even now. Um, well, you're real, I, you're uh, real vulnerable in the book. I mean, you kind of open up and just share this stuff. Yeah, I get out there and, uh, I, and I'll, I'll share something that I didn't write in the book that, you know, it just continues. It's like this journey, as, as we've been doing this book, this journey has just gotten even crazier and crazier. And I'll talk about that and I'll talk about, you know, how kind of where I was in that moment. But I'm, I'm still, I almost feel like I'm still there. Found out my biological father, uh, met him over the phone twice since that show. Um, never met him in person. He died two weeks ago from COVID-19. Oh, good. And in, in the city of New York, um, I obviously, and you know, in the book, I mean, he was on crack and, you know, he, he was still, he still, I mean, he died trying to go get some drugs, you know, so, um, but found out he passed, uh, from all of that. But I think, you know, for me, where I was in that moment is kind of where I am in this moment of going, you know, you know, instantly I go from two families to four families. Wow. And what you're trying to figure out is 
where do I now put y'all in my soul? Yeah. You know, you know, cause, cause the fi- and I always say this, if adoption is done right. Right. And, and for me, right would be, you know, depending on, hopefully these are believers would be uh, Christian field men and women that, you know, in a married household. And, and again, if you, if you, if you're single and, and you're Christian, I mean, I think God, but for me, you know, at least the God factor, and you've got, you know, you don't have to be perfect, but you're at least you're pursuing a level of perfection in Christ. Yeah. Obviously, we'll never be perfect, but, you know, we're running after that lifestyle of Christ. If it's done right and you love well, um, then that mother and father whole that most people think you have as an adopted kid and a lot of adopted kids have it. God will magically, you know, or by grace, fill that hole. So yeah. for me. I didn't have the father hole. I didn't yeah. have the mother hole because I had loving parents that believed in Jesus. We weren't rich, right? But they stepped in. And so now I've got this biological family that I now, my, this biological mother, this biological father, these sisters and brothers, which it was easier to put the sisters and brothers in because you kind of just add them in. You know, right. it's like, oh, okay, yeah. my brother. But I can't let you have the mom's space. I can't let no. you have the father's space because this is my dad. So where I was then and where I am now is just going, you know, I want to, I want to properly love you with the grace of God and, th- and with a sense of gratitude and embrace you as family. But I can't put you in that, in, in the moms, because I gotta, I gotta honor them, but I can put you in a space. And so that's where I've been of going. And it's really, I guess the biological mother space, but it's not the yeah. mom space. So does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And, and but here's the thing: your dad, your dad had a barbershop. Yeah. And he took you down there when you were young. Yeah. And he was uh, down in the area near Ebenezer, and and uh, an area that really was the birthplace of much of the civil rights movement. That's where, that's where uh, Martin Luther King Sr. would teach his son. Yeah. You know about life, right? course he was a brilliant young man he ends up going to college at the age of 15 Mm -hmm. but um you know your dad did that and that had to have provided some sort of center to them walk through these other places oh man it was you know i didn't realize until i got older about the significance of where i grew up i just you know for me it was oh we're on auburn you know yeah um but (laughs) like you know we talk about you know this whole idea of you know, lack of a better phrase, uh, the black community and, you know, this idea of growing up black and, you know, the context of being black in America. And I think for me, you know, I, I, and I, I didn't even discover this till I was writing the book that, you know, I never went through, it wasn't until later that I went through the phase of, of, of even thinking about my race in such a way that, you know, from an oppressive perspective. Now, I was aware of oppression. I was aware of the history of civil rights, but I grew up on Auburn Avenue, um, the birthplace of the movement. So I grew up with a sense of black excellence yeah. rather than black oppression. Yeah. Now, and it was, and I knew about the oppression for sure. And I knew that there were odds we had to overcome and all of that. And I knew that we were standing on the shoulders of giants, but I didn't look at my skin color as a crutch it was a privilege. And yeah. it was because I grew up on Auburn Avenue 
man, it was normal to see a statue of Dr. King here and to see a mural of John Lewis here and, and to, you know, to walk past the SCLC, which was Martin Luther King Jr.'s organization, and then right up the street is the King Center. And, you, I mean, you walk on the property of the King Center and Dr. King, MLK Jr., is playing above his tomb that's yeah. sitting in the middle of water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, so for me, you know, you got Hank Aaron statues. So for me, it was black excellence. So I think in me, there was a sense of, of pride for who I was. But then obviously the Christian, because my, my, my father was a, was a pastor for about four years growing up. So the sense of, you know, Jesus as a foundation and black excellence that God obviously gave us. It doesn't, and, and let me just define black excellence. It does, that's not saying, that's not, you know, black power over everybody. That's not, yeah, doesn't yeah, mean yeah. that. It just means, you know, a sense of belief in who you are. Um, and so, you know, just growing up with that, man, it, it really helped to shape us a level of confidence in me to kind of go through this. And I'll say this and I'll be done with this particular, you know, and I'll let you lead me. Um, you know, when we were on the show backstage, we had a moment. And, and I, I won't, I'll say we had a moment in which, you know, me and my sister were just talking through some things and, you know, there was a sense of, you know, for my sister, I know she's dealing and I want to honor her and everything. Um, there was a sense of like, you know, what if they don't, what if we meet them and they don't, you know, and, and it goes bad kind yeah. of thing, you know, and, and you guys are twins, um, you and Sarah. Yeah, we're twins. twins and, yeah. and the counselor tells us something backstage that that's to your point. Um, the counselor comes in, they had a counselor on, on it. And he says, listen, whatever you came in here with, you're going to leave with. Wow. And he said, so remember that. He's like, so like, no matter what happens, you're still loved. You're still accepted. You're still, you know, all of these things, you know, there's still a sense, you know, all the stuff that was put in us on Auburn Avenue, right? It's hey, still there. It's still so, there. And so what your dad gave you was a sense of identity. Yeah. That's one of the core things a father is supposed to provide. So our father in heaven, the reason that mm -hmm. we can call him our father is that he's always kept his word. He's given us a good name. Proverbs yeah. says a good name is more important than, than riches. And he's given us his story. Identity is, as we talk about it, um, Sam, is, is the story you tell yourself about yourself. And too many men are telling themselves stories that somebody else wrote. And, and the freedom of, of meeting Christ and following Jesus Christ is you get to write the story based on the definition of being in Christ. So now you have an identity. Your dad gave you an identity. And all decisions, all behavior follows belief, right? Yeah. So all decisions come out of definition. And what your dad gave you, how did you, you know, let's just get back into that. So now who you are, you're in, uh, you're living in Decatur, you're living in Atlanta, you're around a lot of stuff. You know, we're not going to be naive on this thing. You're being pulled by guys who are in uh, different areas of life. They, they, they want to get you into business, except the business is, is buying and selling stuff. Um, they right. want to get you into alternative lifestyles, different, whatever. What is it that protected you walking through all of the temptations of high school and junior high and that stuff, man? Man, um, 
I can't I can't lie and say I got it all right. You know, I think um nobody I, I got it right think, except one guy. Right. <laughs> so Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, I will see, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, training up a child in the way he should go and he will not depart, you know, if it's in him. And I think for me, you know, there were moments for sure where I did not do what I was supposed to do. Um, but I, I wasn't, I didn't stray far enough away from that anchor that my parents put in me, which which for me, um, and I strayed, let me, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, you know, that I wasn't perfect. Um, and you know, but well, you know, you, I, you I always say, say this. You have to say that you already wrote it down. So. I know. <laughs> it's like, I know it's, it's in the book, right? I, I, made, I made a ton of Damn. mistakes, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but you know, I always say this, it's like, you know, I think, you know, God gives us so many chances yeah. to correct. Mm. Oh my God. I mean, the, the amount of chances God, like for God to let us go, it takes like 20 no's from us, right? Like mm. on the same situation, yeah. it's like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. When I say let us go, I don't mean from his grace. I don't no, mean I from his presence. I don't mean from his acceptance, but I mean um, from protecting us from our own mistakes, right? Like God, I mean, he gives us so many chances. And I think for me, because I had such an anchor of the word that was placed in me, I mean, every day us waking up on Sunday or every Sunday, you know, T.D. Jakes is playing, you know, Richard Smallwood, the, you know, is, is in the background and, uh, you know, it's preaching. So we grew up with a Christian foundation. And so I think when I hit rock bottom by making some mistakes around age 15 and, you know, and 16, uh, when I really gave my life to Christ, Everything that was in me that I kind of had pushed down, chasing after the world and trying to fit in and trying to be relevant based on what society says was popular, came up. And it was like, hold on. Like, you know who you are. Wow. And you know what you're supposed to be doing. And you know you stepped over the line. And now wow. the day of reckoning is here. You got a choice. Either you're going to keep going down, you know, and we always have these moments, right? Where God gives us, brings us to the point of decision, right? Where it's like, you can go left or right. And before you tank, I'm going to tell you you're going to tank. And now it's your decision of whether you're going to go left or you're going to go right. Wow. And so I was, you know, that I think in those moments, and, you know, this is how we is I got saved. You know, I got suspended from school, all these other things. And the Lord woke me up and I gave my life to Christ in my bedroom without a praise team or a band, you know? And, and it was like, because How's it, it, it rolls up in. <laughs> How's that happen? And you know, the, I really felt, what'd you say? How's that happen without the right music, man? You know? I know I didn't have a mood. The, the, the mood wasn't yeah. there for me. You know, nobody's, you know, nobody's, you waving, bottom. nobody's waving hankies. Nothing's going on. <laughs> And you just met Christ in that private moment. Wow. Hey, this is Chris. I want to take a moment right in the middle of this great conversation to let you know the Brave Men podcast is a production of the Christian Men's Network Worldwide and the Global Fatherhood Initiative. 
Christian Men's Network has helped pastors and leaders disciple men for over 40 years. You can find all the resources for mentoring and fatherhood at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. Christian Men's Network has a YouTube channel with inspirational videos. There you can find the innovative new study, Monday Night Men. When you get there, make sure you click subscribe. Monday Night Men is a fresh resource for men and pastors. As a pastor, you can follow up the 30-minute study with a digital meetup with your men for prayer, discussion, and teaching. Some churches are using the videos as part of a group meeting. As an individual, enlarge, energize, and build a strong mindset. This 13-week study will be on YouTube and Facebook. Get your books and materials at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. Stop what you're doing. Take your phone, tablet, or computer and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Unless you think you will lose the podcast. In that case, make yourself a note. That is Christian Men's Network or Paul Lewis Cole. Now, let's get back to this powerful interview between Paul and Sam Collier. You know, I'll say this. I, I knew the path to him so I could get yeah. there easy yeah. because my, my, my dad put that in us. You know, he's like, here's how you get to Christ. Here's like, we knew the path. I just, I just decided to get off the path. But because I knew the way back, you know, I went back. And, um, and, and, I, and it, was, it was a decision. But to your point... You know, um, uh, it, it was choosing every day after that. And even in the moments where I made some crazy mistakes um, to return to God. You know, it's a, fascinating. You know, you read uh, John, I think it's the seventh chapter where he's, he's uh, no, it's Matthew nine, sorry. And he's, he's um, empowering the disciples. And he says, you know, receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit, verse one, chapter 10. But yeah. what you find out in that thing, when he anoints the disciples, says, the same stuff I've done, you can do, John 14, 12. Uh, he empowered all of them. So everybody from Peter right. to Judas. <laughs> I mean, in other words, imperfect people get the anointing power of the Holy Spirit. When you become a follower of Christ, Ephesians 1 says, you're, he lavishes on us his grace and mercy and who he is. Hallelujah. So you Praise don't have to get your act together to get to God. In fact, you can't, you can't be good enough. Right. You can't do it. Right. So now here I am a young man. I'm listening to this or I'm a man. Let's, let's say I'm, you know, in my thirties and I'm listening to this thing and I still have that sense of abandonment. You know, I have, still have that sense of, I'm not sure I belong. And maybe I didn't have a dad who, who had that, sense of put that in me and how do how do you talk to guys like that sam how do I, how do i come back to where i need to be wow you know the statement i always use and it's 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 rooted in you know it's rooted in scripture um but I, and I'll, I'll use the scripture first you know the, the bible thief come to steal kill and destroy yeah John 10, 10, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full, have it more abundantly. Well, that, that, that Greek word abundantly translates into advantage. Mm. And so when you start to dive into and re and really digest what Jesus is saying, he's saying, I've come that you would have the advantage in life. 
Wow. He, he, he came to give us an advantage. And, and, and the picture that I believe the Lord even gave me is, is when you're, if you were playing basketball, right, and you had someone leaning over your shoulder saying, hey, here's what the team's going to do. They're going to go right here. They're going to go left here. They're going to jump here. And, do, and now when they go left, you go this way. When they do, then you would get in the game and it would be unfair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would be, you got the cheat codes. Right? He, he came to give, he gave us an advantage. So if, if you give your life to Christ, no matter what your situation is, he will help, he will help you navigate this thing in such a way to where you have the advantage over the wow. schemes of the enemy. Wow. And, and over the and over the darkness that is coming at you every day. And that's I mean, that's what we and we know this is true because when we look, you know, we look in Proverbs and and we talk about the steps of wise man and order and all these other things and lean not to your own understanding. I mean, and we start we start walking out these biblical principles and all of a sudden life makes sense. And you go now, wait a minute. What happened? It's like you 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 got the cheat codes. Right. I mean, the creator so, and, of the universe. And, and it's even better than a guy banging on a trash can in the dugout. One hundred percent. It's the creator of the universe telling you how the world works. Wow. And so no wonder when we follow his his instructions, life all of a sudden gets better. You know, the whole the passage for me that talks about you know, given it shall be given, pressed down, shaking together, it's your men, yeah. you know, run up. When it talks about being a cheerful giver, like from in the middle of this COVID 19, and I'm not saying I don't, I'm for people that have lost their jobs and lost, lost lives, I am not coming down on that and, and saying that we're better. Well, I'm not saying anything. My heart goes out. Yeah. But for me, at the beginning of COVID 19, you know, everybody's finances got hit, including, including ours. And the Lord instructed me to give wow. at the beginning of COVID-19 to sow a seed into something or somewhere. And a church called me and they said, hey, we forgot to pay you. <laughs> they said, oh, we man. forgot to pay you. And I think you may have the check and we can resend it. But we're going through our books. Like, what do you want? You know, what's your address? And I said, keep, I want you to keep it. I want you to keep the money and let me sow that to your ministry. And this is at the beginning of COVID-19. And from that moment, God started bringing us opportunities in the midst of the, of the crisis that sustained us. And even for in some months made us more money than we made before COVID. I mean, it yeah. was just like, <laughs> yeah, that's again, sustaining power God. And so a guy who feels a sense of abandonment, we have to go back to what Jesus taught his disciples. It's called the Lord's Prayer. And by the way, I'm talking yeah. with Sam Collier, a greaterstory.org, a greaterstory.org. It's the book. It's coming out right now, A Greater Story by Sam Collier. And it, is, it really is a story, uh, a, a redemptive story. Uh, yeah. The God's at work in everybody's life, a, a greater story. But, you know, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Sam, and I know you've, you've spoken, I'm sure, about this a lot, is yeah. that he taught us to pray our Father. He didn't say, oh, great spirit in heaven. He didn't right. use Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sidkenu, or any of the names. He said he, he made it very personal, very intimate, and by definition, uh, it, it, he made, it made him 
the one who touches us with his hands. Uh, because the intimacy of God is he, he created the world, you know, with words, but he created mankind with his hands. We were made to be intimate. So when we say our father, it, it centers us. So a man dealing with a sense of abandonment, rejection, uh, maybe he's, you know, maybe the guy's in this COVID-19, maybe he's had to repivot his business, his career. Uh, perhaps, uh, you know, we, I've talked about it a lot, Sam, in our, in our things with Christian Men's Network is we're going to, and it's kind of funny in some ways and then terrible in another, which is we're going to see a baby boom in uh, December and January. Yeah. Right. And they're not going to be uh, called millennials. They're going to be called coronials. And, uh, <laughs> but the issue is we're also going to see uh, a lot a spike in divorces in the summer. Right. We're going to see a divorce boom uh, because pressure magnifies and we see the cracks of things. So when a man has this sense of rejection and abandonment, he can go say, you're my father. And the beauty of, of your dad being your dad by adoption. Let me give you a little story. Something my dad taught me years ago. The two little boys and they're arguing and, and uh, they're getting mad at each other. And finally, the one little boy, they're both in a family, but one was adopted. The other was biological. And finally, the biological boy said to him, he said, you know, I was born in this family. You're adopted. The adopted boy was put his head down for a second and uh, really hit him hard. And then he looked at the biological kid and he said, yeah, you know what, though? They chose me. They had to take you. <laughs> and uh, and I have so many friends who who uh, who arrived in their family, and it doesn't matter how we arrive on the face of the earth, how that that thing happened. We are Ephesians two ten says we are we are created by God with dreams and aspirations and things in us yeah. for good works, and uh, for God to put you in that family and you to be able to tell this story. You know, it's that, it's that thing where, where our father, that sense of rejection, abandonment that guys are, may feel or sense because their business or career or their marriage failed or their second marriage failed, you know, it, we always can come back to our father. And that's what your dad did for you. And, and to me, this story, it's, it's amazing uh, how Steve Harvey played such a, a role in it. Um, but he said right at the start, man, this, this, was, this was strong for me, Sam, when you said, I didn't have a hole in my heart. Because mm-hmm. your mom and dad were your mom and dad, and they right. chose you. And God has chosen every single man and woman listening to us right now. They're chosen. And so we don't have to live with a hole in our heart. God fills that. Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, Paul, yeah. what I would say to that, I just just a piggyback. Yeah, please. Is, um, yeah, fix fix it, okay? No, no, I'm piggybacking. I'm, I'm totally like, you back <laughs> you're, you're you're killing it right now. It's called know? it's called brave men. So be brave, man. Be okay. <laughs> fix, fix the thing. Right. You know, I, I want to piggyback. You know, I think uh, that sense of you know, even as you were talking, you know, I think all of us have been accepted by someone, right? Like you you may. You may not have both your parents. You may not have. You may just have one. Your dad may have not been there, right? Obviously, all of us are accepted by God, and so the, and our Father in heaven has accepted us. And uh, there's also someone in our life somewhere, right? Has accepted you in some way. 
But I would say this, even to your point, I think our responsibility is one, understanding that, but two, accepting their acceptance. Wow. Because, you know, when I think about my life, it's, I meet a lot of kids that's adopted, um, a lot of them. And, and I think people that will listen to this will understand, and this, and this translates to our, you know, to our status of being adopted into the family of God, right? Yeah. As, it, as we move from Israel to all of us now, right? At Gentiles and so on and so forth. Yeah. It, it's accepting this adoption, I think, is on our part. But when you meet an adopted kid, right, you don't know what they're going to be like. <laughs> you just, I mean, I just throw it out. You don't know if they're going to act live out of that rejection, if they're going to live out of acceptance, if they're going to live. And, and so people ask me all the time, you know, because people will say, well, your family, you had great parents. I'm like, yeah, but I had to accept, you know, adopted kids that have had great parents, but are still living out of the place of rejection. Wow. So I had, I had great parents that loved me, but, but my, my biological, they didn't think I was, and you chose to live out of the place of rejection instead of out of the place of accepting not no not everyone in the world is going to accept you I mean, like it is, so it is what it is all of us have people that have rejected us yeah. but the question is is are you going to accept the people that have actually accepted you wow. and even accept god's acceptance for you Come on. and live out of that place and i think for me that's been the big difference and again i'm not perfect so i'm not trying to say that because we just talked about mistakes but I try to live out of the acceptance. And if I can live out of the acceptance and accept that I've been accepted and loved, then my, my, then my situation changes. But if you just yeah. go through life going, okay, yeah, God accepted me, but he didn't and she didn't. And he, and, okay, yeah, yeah, but you, did, you didn't receive it. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry, you got yeah, we're negative Yeah, we're negative by nature. Yeah. And we can go there, and that's where conversion takes us from negative to positive. And that's where following Christ can pivot that. But, you know, it's still about people. God, you know, it's, it's like this, Sam. God gives us hope, right? God, the Lord is the fountain of hope. Uh, Romans 15, 13, he's the fountain and source of hope. But my deal is this. He may be the source of hope, but hope is always delivered by people. Yeah. We need, we need to not only accept the acceptance, but we need to be the acceptors. And I, and I believe what you're saying uh, in greater story and what's going to impact us as, as we read through this book is that there are people's lives that, that we have a responsibility to touch. Yeah. In other words, we got a job, man. Our job is to become everything we're supposed to be. Before God, before God gave Adam a, a wife, he gave him a job. Hmm. Before, before anything else, he gave him a job, tend the garden, you know, take care of stuff. And so we as men have a job, and that job is to become everything he designed us to be. And part of that is to wrap our arms around those people who do feel rejected, who do feel abandoned, and to be the purveyors of hope and say, hey, man, I, I talked to a guy the other day, Sam, and uh, got, he's, he's got a couple of New York Times bestselling books. He's the psychologist, he's done all his amazing work. Wow. I said, how do you, how do you eat your life straight? Cause you're a real bad background. How had things pivot? And he said, he said, I had a priest that came to me and, and took me for a cup of coffee, a Coke. And he was 12, 11, 12 years old. 
He said that man probably spent no more than three hours total with me in my life. He said, but I can go back and say the trajectory of my life changed because what that priest said to me, he said to me, son, you're going to be a great man. You've got greatness in you. You're going to be somebody. You've got something. And there are people in our lives, they may be in their 40s, Sam, and they need to hear that from us. So uh, I want to recommend a greaterstory.org. I'm looking at the website. Great looking site, by the way. And and uh, the Photoshop <laughs> looks good on you, man. Hey, man, I try. I said, look, you got to get the wrinkles out. And, you know, I, I don't have hair, but, you know, smooth me out a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Help me out. Uh, but it's uh, when your story connects to God's story, it leads to a greater story. And it is the story of redemption and hope and uh, of a greater purpose. And you know what? Uh, I know what it takes to write a book, Sam. You're a speaker, a broadcaster. You, you've done, you've spoken at all, I mean, Willow Creek, Creek Global Leadership Culture Conference, all these different things. But writing a book means a couple things. One is, is giving blood. It's painful. I don't think people realize what it takes. And then number two, once wow. it's written, it's in print. It's in print. You got to go with it. And uh, you, you're vulnerable. And uh, I want to th- thank God for you and your wife and daughters. You've walked through this thing. And uh, for your dad down on Auburn Avenue Whew. in a barbershop, whose life, whether he knew it or not, he touched the heads of a number of leading men touch the heads of hundreds of men. But through your life, he's touching the hearts of thousands of people. And so I thank God for that legacy. 100%, man. I, I love my dad. I just, don't get me started on him. I'll start <laughs> crying right here on the show. It's just. Yeah, it's all good. I, uh, when I think about it, it's, whew. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. So thank you for being with us on Brave Men, Sam. I'm praying a lot of people get the book. It's a greaterstory.org, a greaterstory.org. And uh, Sam Collier, and you'll hear more from him. Uh, you speak a lot with your uh, close friend, Andy Stanley, at North Point and uh, churches across the United States and around the world. So we thank God for you, man. We pray every place you put your feet will be holy ground. And every place that your hand, everything your hands touch will prosper. And that God will keep you deep within the grip of his grace and favor in the name of Jesus. Paul, I love you. Thanks, man. I love the passage of scripture, Hebrews 12 and 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Mm -hmm. And you can't help but see that all in this powerful story. Man, no kidding. Yeah, it's it's a, a great story, and I appreciate uh, Sam, you know, Pastor Sam, talking about uh, the real stuff that happened in his life, and uh, you know, dealing with rejection, and now being a, in a, a in abandonment and all those sorts of things, and now um, really being an advocate for adoption. Yeah, because it's one of the things he said to his uh, biological mom when he said, "Thank you for having the courage to uh, to do the right thing." For your children because it was he and his sister sarah it was an amazing story yeah yeah it's it's just powerful you know and i just love the whole concept and the reality of how god is always in the details of your life mm-hmm. every part of your life you know yeah. and 
ultimately, Paul, we all are adopted. Yeah, well, there you go. And that's the beauty of it. You know, that the story, um, uh, the two boys who were, who were uh, you know, getting at each other in, in their family and their, their, you know, as you and your brother would. Yes, you know, all the time, of, uh, still to this day. Have a little fight, a <laughs> little argument. And finally, the one brother said to the other one, and, and he said, you know what? Hey, I was born in this family. You were adopted. And the <laughs> wow. little adopted boy just felt crushed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, biological kid, he, he kind of thought, yeah, I got him on that one. And uh, then the opt- adopted boy looked at him, all of a sudden brightened up. And he looked at his, his biological, when he was born biologically in, uh, in the family, the brother. And he said, you know what? They had to take you. They chose me. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah, it's a great picture of adoption. And uh, a greater story, My Rescue, Your Purpose, and Our Place in God's Plan. That's, yes. the, that's the book that Sam wrote out of all this. And I so appreciate him uh, sharing all these things with us. I know it's been inspirational for all and of us. And what better podcast could mm-hmm. we have dropped leading up to yeah. Monday Night Man? And to finish 2020, yes. to launch 2021, yes. and lead right into Monday Night Men, where we're doing the power of potential, yes. purpose, potential, our place in God's plan. Yes. It, it, so, it, it absolutely And dovetails, Joseph literally man. lives out this story. Literally. Yeah. Rejection. The adoption, thing, everything. Wow. Joseph walks that out. Yeah. And sure you know, does. the thing that always intrigues me about Joseph's story is the fact that he forgave mm. in the midst of it all. Yeah. You know, how do you do that? <laughs> That's right? a great question. Because I mean, and we're going to talk about that on Monday Night Men. Yeah. How do we find that? You told us at the mid-break. So you go to YouTube mm-hmm. and you type in Monday Night Men, and that's one Three way you words. can go. Yep. Or you can type in Christian Men's Network all as one word. Yeah, you have to you know, tighten up the gaps. Yes, yeah. squish it together. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. mind the gap. Yes, and um, it'll lead you right there. And you Christian also can over. go back and see other... Yeah, um, we did Strong Men in Tough Times, Yes, it's, which is a 13-week uh, study. Never quit a 13-week study. Yes. There's also great resources there. Our, our uh, chairman, Bishop Dale Bronner. Yes. We've got a couple great interviews there, Nancy Houston. So that whole channel yes. is full of inspirational material. Yes. And uh, But the Monday Night Men, and there's a Facebook uh, site for that also, yes. right? Which is also, Open Group. Yep. Is that right? So yes. you can go in there and click, find out details and information. Yep. And you also can go back and watch all the videos that we've dropped. Wow. Yes. And you can subscribe on there. Is that right? Yes, you can. How do you do that? So you just click join and you'll That's be a it? part of it. Yeah. It's that simple. Wow. The simplicities of the gospel. The simplicity of the gospel <laughs> and of YouTube. Yes. Right? And Facebook. And Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know, as long as they... I mean, we're going to be there as long as they keep us on. Exactly. Right? And uh, when uh, something else changes, we'll just have our own website and just keep cranking. Man. Exactly. You know, thank you to Sam Collier and uh, thank you, uh, Chris Shields, for being here today and producing some great uh, podcasts. And uh, 2020 has been a great year. Thank you to Brian Boyd, yes. who helped launch us into this, and uh, to David Miner, who yes. does the editing. Fantastic. Uh, tech, not just a technician. No. David's not just a technician. His heart is in this. Exactly. You know, he, he listens to it. He goes through it. He makes sure that uh, every mistake that I make is taken out and every mistake that Chris makes he is left in. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> That's what keeps me humble. Yeah, keeps you humble. So uh, anyway, uh, David's amazing. Yes, he And is. Uh, everybody else involved in the process, Joanne Webster, yes. who's our vice president, 
and director of publications, who's an amazing author and writer in her own right, and then uh, everybody else who's involved in all the different stuff. Uh, Provisum, you know, Don Corder, Chris Corder, Chris Rainey with our uh, with our uh, communications, Rhonda Revels, who who works on our make sure that we stay in touch with everybody, and uh, Bruce, Bruce yep. Robach, who who makes sure that people get their stuff. Exactly. All your resources, thank Bruce. At cmn.men. Yes. And he also has discounts if you've got a church and a yes. group. We have discounts there. Yes. And then Rob Robach, who yes. is his older brother, who uh, directs our events uh, basically worldwide, but in particular in North America. Yes. And uh, great to have a team around us like that. Yeah, and right? I mean, we have to thank our families, too, for letting us get away to do this. Well, we can thank our families. <laughs> we can thank our third grade teacher. Yes. We could go way back. Oh, yes. Let's, you know, I was born yeah. a poor sharecropper's son, <laughs> right? You know, so that whole thing. Yes. But uh, but it's true. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, I should do that you know, since this is this year, 2021, Yeah. Uh, this next year. Is going to be my 50th wedding anniversary. Yes, that's exciting. Dude, man. Man, you've been married longer than I've been alive. Huh. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> thought of it like that, but that kind of put a damper on the end of my year. <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks for being with us today on Brave Men. And we are looking forward to launching 2021 uh, Stronger. We've got a Monday morning uh, Facebook uh, every single week at Paul Lewis Cole. We've got, uh, which is based on the theme Stronger. And then we've got the Monday Night Men Power Potential and a lot of great things going on yes. uh, this year in 2021 coming up. But finishing the year strong. And thank you to Sam Collier and everybody else who is a part of this today. And thank you for listening to Brave Men. If you want to get a hold of us, write to paul at cmn.men, paul at cmn.men. If you need tools, materials, uh, the book, uh, Fatherhood Maximized Minutes for Fathers, Strong Men in Tough Times, the book uh, on purpose and and uh, identity, which is called Just a Bartender, The Life of Nehemiah, uh, Unexpected People Change the World, cmn.men. That's where to find it. Remember, hope is alive. Hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. Come on, Chris. Yes. Hope's name is Jesus. Amen. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men. <laughs>